Hello and welcome to the NDA podcast, programmatic under the microscope in association with Sander. We're going to be talking about all the various elements that make up the programmatic industry and trying to get to the truth. Uh, four episode series. Today's episode is transparency, and I'm joined by two amazing guests. My name is Justin Pierce, and I'm the editor of New Digital Age. I'm joined by Dora from the Ozone Project and Harvin from Zander. Uh, so we're going to spend the next 20, 20, 30 minutes talking about transparency. I mean, from my point of view, why is it still an issue? We'd never stop talking about it, but we'll find out why and what advertisers, agencies can do about it. So let's kick off. I'd like to ask you both to introduce yourselves. Who are you? Where do you work? What do you do there? And then we'll get talking. So first of all, Harvin. Hey, uh, my name's Harvin, and I head up the solutions engineering team at Xander. Thanks so much, Dora. Dora Mikhail-Klendinen. I'm the chief strategy officer at the Ozone Project. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us, both of you. Uh, let's kick off, Harvin, with you. First of all, we talk a lot about transparency, but what does it actually mean? Can you define what it actually means in the industry? So I think it essentially comes down to two things. The first is understanding what's the difference between a fee that you're paying and the media cost that you're, you're buying. And secondly, a really deep understanding of what it is that you're buying so where are your ads showing up? What domains are they appearing on? And I don't think it's anything more complicated than that, to be honest. That's a very nice, simple answer. Dora, <laughs> have you got anything more complex or was that, that answer? Shall I just resonates? make things really complicated yeah, yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I don't think it does get more complicated than that, which is, a, which is the good thing. And we sometimes do get caught up in trying to make things a bit more complicated than maybe they necessarily need to be. I think if we bring it back to um, a couple of years ago, the PwC report around around this very topic, um, the things that that were highlighted were all around um, where ads were being displayed, uh, where the uh, f- unaccounted for fees, all of those things are essentially what we've somehow managed to get ourselves into in, in our programmatic universe and now's the time I think that we're really trying to strip it all back and figure out where do we go wrong and how do we bring transparency to the fore and make it as important as it really needs to be. Mm. And I think while it's a, a simple definition, actually the industry is really complicated and I think you've got lots of actors and the supply chain can be very complex. So that first it just creates complexity by its nature but I think also, especially in the past, it created grey areas where bad actors could potentially hide or um, areas that were not well lit, let's say. So if you wanted to um, charge a fee that potentially you didn't want people to see, there was areas where you could hide that fee. And that that's almost a function of the complexity of the, the ecosystem. I like the idea of not being well lit and the light's definitely shining harder on this issue. But it's been, I think... All over over three years now since that famous or infamous speech by Mark Pritchard who called the digital media supply chain murky at best and fraudulent at worst, which is damning indictment. Why are we still talking about transparency after all these years? And why is, is the industry still not well lit? I think it's because we've not solved the problem. Um, you know, what Mark Pritchard did was, was shine a light on the challenge. Um, 
I think that there was a lot of outrage at the start. You know, the the, the headlines at the time in our trade press almost wrote themselves um, in in terms of how damning you know his assessment. Um, was follow it, and then following that, you know, there was sort of a doubling down on that after the PwC report. Um, but really, there's not been an awful lot of change, and I'm not sure that there's been enough urgency um, over the last couple of years. And and let's think about the wider context. You know, we, we're all, you know, this is a lovely moment where we're in the, the same room together, but that hasn't happened in the last 18 months. And, and there's been a lot of other priorities. That's not to say that transparency shouldn't have been at the top, but we've all had challenges. Um, our business have been challenge, challenged, um, but there is still a long way to go. And we have to, I think, reckon with that. So I like that. It's interesting that you say that, you know, the last 18 months, and it is nice being sitting here back in the podcast studio and saying all together, but the last 18 months has put a, a sort of a pause on the urgent need to move towards transparency. Harvin, do you, do you see I that? No, I, actually I'd say it's the opposite. Uh, I think supply chains are kind of in focus at the moment in, in all industries, not, not just ours. But one of the big conversations I've been having at Xander, which is new, is talking to brands about the supply side. So typically, I would always talk to publishers about the supply side, and when we talk about SSPs, and I'd talk to buyers and brands about the DSP. And what's new, and this is actually, you know, the last 18 months really, is a lot of brands are starting to say, actually, we want to have a conversation around the supply side. And there's two reasons. One is economies of scale, so consolidating. But actually, I think a bigger one as well is transparency. So it's it's like if we work with lots and lots of supply partners, transparency can be hard. If we start to think about consolidating that, taking ownership of the supply chain, then it just makes it a lot easier to understand where I'm putting my, my ad budget and then also how much of that then is fee and how much of that is going to media. And then it allows brands to start to ask questions like, how much money is actually ending up in the hands of the end publisher? And and that's something that brands can feel good about because they're essentially funding the open internet, funding local publishers. Um, so I think that is a change. It's happening slowly. So it's not all brands. It's sort of the big ones that can afford to spin off a team to look into this and, you know, have consultants in place and do the the thinking that's required. And, you know, it's a long process to get there. So, but it, it is is happening. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. And I, I think that's right. I don't think at all it's a lack of willingness. I think it's just what we said at the start, which is there's a lot to unpick, and it and it does take time, and it does take dedication of you know resource, um, and and yeah, and and the acknowledgement that there are many competing priorities, and it's been a strange eighteen months. Um, but yes, I think I think there's absolutely it's at the forefront um, of of everybody's minds as we improve and develop, you know, the the space. Um, probably compounded in some ways, hard to ignore what's coming down the line, which is the deprecation of the third-party cookie. I think there's lots of practices or there's lots of methods that are being re-looked at, reimagined, and hard to unpick one from the other when, when you know, so many things fundamentally can, is, are about to change over the next couple of years. It allows for us all to take a step back, I think, and think about what we can do overall to improve our buying practices. 
Thank you. I, I love that fact that, Harvin, you mentioned the supply chains are in the, in the public eye all the time now. It's true, you can't move from the news talking about supply chains. That definitely wasn't the case a few years ago, which is a good thing, I guess. But let's unpick this a bit. And Dory talked about, you know, it's hard to work out where, you know, the problems are, etc. It's a complex industry. But do you think these problems, when it comes to transparency, it's a lack of transparency in the relationships between publisher and tech company and brand or in the fees? Um. I think that there is, I mean, there's been a huge amount of work um, to to improve transparency on the fees, absolutely. And I and I think it would be wrong to suggest that that there's not been a huge improvement in that space. Um, I think that buyers and age and their agencies are much more cognizant of this fact. Um, I think the challenge, and you know, I'm, I'm sitting here representing the Ozone Project, which is a platform built by publishers for advertisers. Um, you know, what we're conscious of is, is something that Harvin described, which is we want to make sure that as much money as possible makes it to working media. You know, that end of the supply chain publisher, that's a, a core sort of fundamental principle of what we are trying to do. So I think that we've got to, when we think about the relationship, you know, to, to a question, what's important is is ensuring that the publisher is not disintermediated from the relationship with the buyer. And tech is a tech is an important utility. Tech should not be determining those relationships. And that's very fundamental to our beliefs. Tech determining the relationships Harvin I mean what Zandra what's your response to that sort of comment? yeah I, I, I agree with that completely I can tell you one of the the difficulties that we've had when I first started digging into this space was it's actually contractual so one of the issues and this this kind of sounds bizarre but it it's true that if we have um, so let's say we're acting as an SSP and then there's an, another DSP a different company we're not allowed to tell the buyer how much fees we charged on the supply side by a confidentiality contract that exists between the DSP and the SSP. So then if the buyer says to Zander, okay, I want to start understanding my fee structure, the first thing we have to do is go and get consent to actually be able to share our fees that the public or the, the fees that we're charging the publisher to disclose that to the buyer, we have to go through a process to get consent. Now that was really painful. It was really, really painful because how do you get consent when you're dealing with huge organizations like Google? Uh, and it's all because it's all wound up with legal as well. Um, it kind of adds another challenge. That's something that's got better. And I know there's been different working groups that have been sort of concentrating on this. And, and now we're moving to a world of blanket consent where the contracts still have those confidentiality clauses. But now there's at least blanket consent being given that we can start to disclose the fees. So I think that's a big step forward. But one of the things that I think would be interesting to look at is how can we reword these contracts so that we remove this extra hurdle? Because if everyone agrees that we want transparency and that transparency is a good thing for the industry, well, let's set the industry up to make that easy rather than putting unnecessary legal hurdles in the way. And I think we all know how challenging it is when you have to deal with legal um, and, and read through these contracts that, you know, I don't understand. Um, and I've just told them, well, there's this blocker and you have to go through this process. So at least that's getting better um, and we are moving to that world of blanket consent. I think that's a, a, a big factor that was making things challenging. 
Yeah, I think that's something you'll forget, that it can be something as, as simple and as complex as contracts and get away with this transparency. Is that something you, you see as well, Dora, as a potential issue? Um, I think that we have made strides to remove some of that complexity. Um, I agree with Harvin. It's, it's sometimes we're working with standard contracts that have been around for a long time, um, and that can take some effort to to unpick. Um, having said that, I think we've probably got well versed in knowing what to look for um, on, on these standard contracts. So that's in some ways, that's the beauty of it. You, you know what to look for, you know what to expect, and you know where to sort of hone in on if something needs to be improved. Um, I think that we've got, again, an opportunity to make things much cleaner and much simpler. It does take collaboration across the whole supply chain to to get there and i also think there's a question around just you know there are we talk about how com- complex a supply chain is I, sometimes i think we do probably have too many players in the chain i i, I sort of feel like we maybe might want to audit all of our suppliers so you were nodding quite a lot having there when dora was talking about too many too many suppliers in the chain and this is this has obviously been a problem but at the same time, the argument is that technology, innovation le- leads to better results for all through the chain, which is why we keep getting layers added on. Do you think there is a way to reduce these? Yeah, I actually disagree with that statement. I'm not convinced that adding more and more layers to the chain is actually adding more value. I think it's potentially just adding more complexity and more people taking a fee. Uh, and I think that's the way we need to think through this. It's the the shorter your chain is, the less people you have taking a fee. So for every dollar or pound that goes in, every company that that passes through before it reaches the publisher is a company that is taking money out. And it's not always apparent what value they're putting back in and whether that value is worth the fee that they've taken out. So I think this idea of auditing a supply chain, I think is a really important one. It also resonates really well with what Zander's doing because we've always existed on both the supply side and the demand side. So the idea there is you can actually have one company that is providing both the DSP and the SSP technology as a single platform, and then we can start to do things like look at taking a single fee. It also means that there's no room to hide because the SSP can't blame the DSP and the DSP can't blame the SSP if they're both the same company. Um, so I think that, that this idea of having short supply chains, audited supply chains and efficient supply chains is is very much at the heart of what we we do at Zander. The idea of auditing is obviously a good thing, but auditing obviously can be tricky. So to you both, who should be doing this auditing and what potential complexities and also what potential costs can that add, add to everyone involved in the chain? Dora, how do you see that actually happening in, yeah. in a real world environment? I think it's the supply side and, and the buy side. I think that the 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 responsibility falls ultimately to those who control the spend and those who receive the spend to ensure that they've got the cleanest supply chain that there can be. Um, there's there's a there's an element here we haven't talked about the consumer yet, but there's a user experience element here as well. I think you know the more we layer on technology to deliver an ad on a publisher's site the worse the user experience can be in terms of latency and just you know poor poor loading experiences and and all of those things and there's i think it's just good business to to remember what we're trying to do 
um, which is just we're just trying to put ads on websites and 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 sell and sell things to consumers that hopefully they want. You know, we want to be we want to be of use. We want we want to provide good advertising to our consumers, and we want to, but but that shouldn't be at the cost of the user experience. And and so I think that. Um, I think that we've got into a situation where layer upon layer of technology has been applied to the supply chain, like we've been saying, but it's the responsibility of the buyer and the seller to review that because that happens, of course, on both sides. I love that. You're just trying to put ads on websites. It's lovely. It doesn't need to to be more complicated than that. That's what I explain when people ask me what I do. Mummy, what do you do? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I tell my (laughs) two-year-olds. I mean, how the consumer, obviously, we're not really talking about the consumer today. We're talking about the industry, but the consumers, obviously, that's what everyone is doing this for, to serve great ads to consumers. So, again, this this convoluted supply chain, what's that doing to the consumer experience? Yeah, so like Dora said, there's the more you add in the way, the more latency there is. But also, I guess there's an argument to say, well, two things. Firstly, if advertising is efficient, then the advertisers can bring the price of the good down as well that the consumer is buying. But the other thing, and and I know Dora, we've spoken about this a lot in the past as well, it's, it's that advertising is keeping the open internet open and free. I really am a believer in free content and the internet the way it is today. And I think if it, if if lots of publishers move to subscription models, that that could be, a, I think, at the detriment because not everyone can afford to have lots and lots of um, subscriptions. So where I'm going with that is if the maximum amount of the advertiser's budget makes it through to the publisher, it means publishers, the advertising model, the free advertising model works for those publishers and they can continue to invest in things like journalism. And, and I look at some of the, the, the stuff like you know the the media is holding our politicians to account that's a really important part of our democracy and i'm sure it's not cheap to do that so we do need uh, a system that is working well and that allows us to be a sustainable model because i think out of all the models it's probably the one that creates the, the the open internet that allows for that to happen uh, and allows for that journalism to be accessible by everyone and not just those that can afford to have subscriptions. Okay, we've talked a lot about sort of what's wrong and what, what's what's causing it, but let's talk a bit about sort of whose responsibility is it to clean this up? And is it the the media owners? Is it the trade bodies? Is it the tech firms? We've got things such as the cross industry programmatic supply chain transparency task force, which sounds very exciting. Um, so, you know, whose responsibility is this and who's doing it well and who should be doing should be doing more? Dora. It's everybody's responsibility to the point that there's a complex supply chain and we've all got a we've all got a place in it. Um, that point I made earlier about collaboration is where this begins. Um, so so absolutely you know there's there's value in these in these task forces, of course. Um, the only danger there is to is is I suppose alignment in in the best approach, um, but that's going to be the case anyway, regardless of whether you've got a task force or not. I, I think that there are various ways that that um, this problem can be solved. There's not a silver bullet. I think if there was, we would have just found it and and applied it. Um, but it does take collaboration and, and a recognition of how we got where we are. And, and and then it's working back from there, I think. Do you think everyone is shouldering their 
uh, share of responsibility. I'm talking about, you know, advertisers, publishers, tech companies. That That's the tripartite system there, really. Yeah. You know, I, I think the, the context of um, what needs to... The, the, the day-to-day priorities of of a media owner or the day-to-day priorities of a tech business or, or of a buyer um, sometimes can supersede, you know, the, the, the grander big ideas around cleaning up some of the challenges that we've just been talking about with regard to transparency. So I sort of want to acknowledge that, you know, this is this is this shouldn't be sort of some kind of, you know, hard line, you know, this should be the only thing we focus on. Because the fact is, that's not the reality. The reality is, you know, we've all got a day a day job, you know, we've all got budgets to hit and, and, and work to do. Um, so I, I sort of want to acknowledge that whilst at the same time saying, actually, this is really important. And, you know, there are many businesses like Harvin said, where, you know, advertising has not been sustainable, and they have had to pivot to a subscription model. Or close down. Or in the, yeah, exactly, and and so you know we're in we're in a bit of a mess. Um, so it is important, it is urgent, um, but there's there's innovate. What what we do really well in this business is innovate, and and if we can dedicate some of our time and resource to that, then I think I f- think that that's a good thing, and that we'll get there quicker. Fantastic. Harvin, same to you. You know, not want to point fingers, but is well, who's to blame? Whose responsibilities are? Who should be doing more? Or should be doing less in the ecosystem? Yeah. So I, I think these task force actually are are a good idea, and I've attended a few. And it's always hard in these environments, right? Because you've got vested interests and you've got lots of different types of businesses. Um, but I think they are making a difference. I think also it's a problem for ad tech to solve. I, I, I think that's fair to say that it's ad tech that was, you know this is created this problem, and I, I think it's for us to provide the technical and contractual and all, all of that sort of solution uh, and to make it easy to do. Um, and, and I think that's happening and it, it is, people are taking it seriously. I think programmatic as a category can grow if we can solve for transparency. If brands feel much more comfortable about putting their budgets through programmatic advertising, then that only benefits all of us. Um, and if we can get it right and we can make sure that the end publisher receives the fair share of those budgets, then I can see this just growing. Um, so I think it's a, a challenge that we should be motivated to, to, to solve for. Well, that's a lovely way in which to end. And it's a quite a inspirational notion to end after all the discussion of the problem. So thank you so much to my guests, Harvin Gupta from Zander, Dora McCarkland-Didnan from The Ozone Project. You've both been fantastic. And thank you so much for listening. This is the first episode in our series, Programmatic Under the Microscope, in association with Zander. Episode two coming to you soon. I've been Justin Pierce, editor of New Digital Age. Thank you so much for listening. Listening.